As stars in the night sky, so flow the days of our monks. Hey, I'm Candice. I'm playing Chiom Koga, a water genasi monk who is a student of the Way of the Shadows style. I'm Nick. My character's Enzo. He's a tiefling monk who is a student of the Order of the Voiceless. I'm Walker. I'm playing Bron Wilberkins, a Goliath monk who is a student of the Winslow Wallace Falkmore School. And I'm Scott, your announcer and dungeon master. This is Days of Our Monks. In our last episode, all heroic measures failed to restore the recently deceased Dela. Even a potent potion of healing was unable to restore life to the brave halfling. Upon investigation, it was found that Dela was in the bonds of a metaphysical contract that would prevent her from being restored to life. Enzo, seeking to ease Chiom's emotional burden, sought to surrender in the battle for her affections, ceding Chiom's lost heset and any hope for her affections to the Fire Genasi Combat Master, Blaze. In response, Blaze delivered an educational slap to Enzo's face and let him know in no uncertain terms that the contests would indeed be continuing. An enraged Enzo returned to the group to find that Chiom and Braun were preparing a noxious potion that would carry the three of them to where Dela's soul was being held in one final effort to return the beloved halfling to life. Regardless of the potential dangers that such an extraordinary journey would bring, the three choked down the strange brew, and their bodies fell into deep unconsciousness. Where you end up, you see Dela laid on a, a, a stone altar on a dais with the, the markings all around it that were on her shoulder. You're under a starry sky, but the stars look wrong because they're all placed in a nice, neat, regular pattern arranged by size and color. Hmm. I hate this. Oh. <laughs> uh, a stone circle 50 feet across. Day is at the center. You are next to her, and on the far side of you from her, there is a figure. Seven feet tall. The first thing you see are red robes just everywhere. Uh, the glint of gold through that. And as it approaches closer, uh, you see that it's mostly mechanical, dark metal, glowing yellow eyes, a long sword at its waist, and it has similar markings down the outside of one of its arms. And steps in, oh, potion of negotiation, <clears throat> loophole, so noted. Yes. Good morning, I believe. It is. I hope that you understand the lengths we've gone to to get to this point. And I hope that impresses upon you the seriousness of this situation. This is a serious situation. I grant you, rarely are my kind brought into service for collections of this nature. Were she on her home plane, this would be unnecessary. She's currently in the midst of chaos itself, I had to be dispatched to do the collection. This is very serious, yes. And you are? I am the embodiment of contract law. I am a Kaliarut. 
I am inevitable. I am Iron Man. Sorry, how do you say? <laughs> I perform the duties the elemental plane of law requires. And in this case, normally I deal with contract law. There is a contract involved. I am here to see that it is fulfilled against resistance. I was not expecting intelligent resistance, more situational resistance, but I am equipped to deal with all of it. And what were the terms of this agreement? Upon her passing, she is to be brought to the elemental plane of law itself to serve as its agent for the remainder of, I suppose we can say, time. And what did she gain in return for this? Oh, practically nothing. The people who induced her to this state gained her service while she was alive. So she gained nothing? No, not a darn thing. She didn't agree to this? No. She was coerced. Yes. This, I'm not here to enforce any contract she ever signed. It is a contract signed by those who brought her to this state. Would she not be a more capable servant should she have more experience in her lifetime? I cannot deny that were she able to gain more experience, she would be a better servant for the elemental plane of law. Your point has merit, but the contract has come due. What about renegotiating that contract to benefit yourself and your plane? None of the people involved in the original contract are here, so <clears throat> negotiating it would not be... There's a loophole. You wouldn't like it. But we are listening. He peels aside the robe over his chest. In the center of the gold chest plate, there is a uh, small hourglass in the center of a cog. The test of one minute. I turn this over. It will run through in one minute. If I cannot reach her and touch her in that time, the contract will be reset, as will her metaphysical state. So those who wish to interrupt the contract would have to prevent me from reaching her. Should you fall in this, which is, I must admit, a possibility, and I be able to reach her within that minute in any case, you would join her where she is going to go. But should any of you remain standing and prevent me from reaching her within that one minute, you would all be restored to the state that you were in when you came here, and she to life. I want to give him the most devilish grin I've ever grinned. The most devilish glint in my eye I've ever devil glinted. <laughs> I say that she picked the right people for this job. And you're not, you said... get, you're not even going to get within 10 feet of her. Hmm. You said that if you can touch her in that time, and we fall, pardon me, then we join her. What if we fall and you do not touch her? If you fall, I'll touch her. But for the sake of argument. If you fall and I fail to touch her in that minute, then I failed. The minute expires, you are all restored, including her. 
Very well. I am willing to accept this one-minute challenge. If my friends are willing to join me, then they may. We've got your back, bro. Like I said, he won't get within ten feet of her. Very well. One minute is ten combat rounds. So, you have elected to impede my progress, and in doing so, attempt to interrupt this contract? Indeed. Just need to say it. Plainly and clearly, that is the law. He retreats to the edge, 50 feet. Uh, he does not move particularly quickly. He's not running. You're not sure how fast he can move. He looks kind of sleek. Can I position myself next to her? Or Sure. Okay, I'm just going to be... Uh, he, he, he hasn't turned it over yet. He turns around, drops the robes. Think Roman-style armor, Borka, breastplate. His uh, longsword is like a really, really big gladius, if you are prepared. <clears throat> I must warn you, as is the law, when the cogs in my head that form my thoughts and motivations were set in place and calibrated, the gods had not yet spoken the name of the world from which you came. I've been around for a very long time. I will be around for a very long time. I am inevitable. I'm sorry, I will say that every time. I know you will. I, I knew that was going to happen. Okay, good. That's what they're called. They're from way back in second edition. No, it's fine. It's fine. I just also <clears throat> giant bird to Thanos. Are you prepared? Just about. Can you fly, Inevitable? Do I need to stand next to Dela or further closer to you? I can't fly, but I am rather quick. Very well. I step forward so that I'm within 30 feet of him. Okay. Frontline. 25 feet. He uh, raises the gladius in salute. With his left hand, he hooks the fingertip into the one of the cog teeth of his uh, <clears throat> chest piece rotates it around, it clicks in place, roll initiative. <laughs> He's got a natural 20 on the die. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> well, you did say he moved fast. 18 for Geom. 15 17 for Braun. We've got 24 here. His first combat turn, he uses his innate spellcasting ability and turns invisible. Geo Enzo Braun. Geo. Alright, um... You have an invisible opponent on the field. Can I look for him? Like, a disadvantage? Because he's invisible? Uh, you can absolutely give me a perception check at disadvantage. Okay. Okay, okay. That is a 21. He hasn't moved. He's in the exact same place, uh, but you can see disturbances in the air and the way the light bends around. If the stars were not so perfectly placed... You would, you might have missed him, but there's a little bit of a distortion there, so you've got him spotted. Then I am going to help out my friends by using my water genasi ability to, to use the cantrip shape water to shape water from the air around him, so he's dripping. Okay, that's not creepy. Yes, you have successfully encased him in dew. Yeah, so hopefully they can see him, and uh, 
I'm going to pick Dela up with like in one arm like a baby. Okay. Cradling a not quite so delicate baby. <laughs> Into. Okay. So you are not at. A- uh, you can make a perception check, uh, but you are not at disadvantage because he's been coated in dew. That's <clears> still <throat> only an eight. You're still not sure. If you moved, you have no idea. Okay. You, you, you can attack the area that you think he's in at a disadvantage. Yeah, I guess that's my best option at this point. He's just going to sprint forward. Can't even see. He's just going to sprint forward and attack in the same general location where he saw him. Okie doke. trying to lead a bit. Uh, attack at this ad. So I'm just going bare-fisted. So that'll be... Oh, that's not bad. That's a 15. You are going to miss, but... But you know where he's at. Throw the punch. You see the water fly because you got close enough to, to to raise the wind around him. You're right there with him. He's really tall. Well, perfect. Then I can use my bonus action on arm strike to just spin and put my elbow into it. Yes, you can. In fact, you know what? Make it a flurry of blows. Sure. First one is a 16. That will miss. Next one is a natural one. Give me a dex save. Those I can do. The flurry of elbows. 17. So you go for your flurry. You know where he's at. You do the elbow drive and you lean into it. I believe I mentioned that he walked to the edge. Yeah. So you go windmilling over the edge, managing to catch yourself. You know what's under this thing? Nothing. Nothing. I called it. Not a damn thing. (laughs) You are hanging onto the edge of the stone circle by your fingertips, dangling over a perfectly ordered and arranged infinity. It is uncomfortable. We'll, we'll make a climbing roll on your next action. Yeah, I'm just going to make the same sound as Han Solo did when he went down the trash chute in A New Hope. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Ron, you have <clears throat> just seen Enzo go take a swing and vanish over the edge. Very well. I am going to run up to you. Say, hand her to me. Trust me. Okay, if I hand it. Hand I take Dela, mash my fist into my belt, and two small wings sprout out of the back of my belt. <laughs> yes! Butt wings! <laughs> Male butt wings, finally! Not the butt wings. Yes, the butt wings! They start... They start flapping like hummingbird wings in order to lift me and Dela up. And I am going to just go vertically up as high as I can go. Yeah, Eric, can I let him borrow my goggles of night before he takes off? Yeah, I can get that action. Okay, let me just double check and make sure they're not attunement. I'm pretty sure, I think I would have written down they were attunement. But let me just double check. I think the winged boots give you a flying speed equal to your walking speed. That sounds about right. So, yeah. In which case, he had to walk 25 feet to get her. Well, his walking speed's probably 30. That being the walking speed of most... Well, he, probably 40. 45 since he's a monk. Ah, yes. So, 40? Okay. So, you can fly 40 feet up this turn. Um, yeah. And the goggles of night are not attunement. I'm just gonna, as I hand him daily, I'll also put the goggles on him and be like, trust me, you're gonna want these. Okay. I do trust you. And as a bonus action, I'm going to burn a key point and do patient defense. Which will do what? 
Uh, it gives me the dodge action against the inevitable. Good. That's one. Grab a d10. Uh, you know what? I've got yes. a d10 in front of me right here. <clears throat> why, why did I think those are my dice? I only want to need percentile. Oh, okay. Because that is turn one. It is now turn two. You hear his footsteps. They are monstrously fast. Well, not that fast. They're loud and heavy. Um, kicking up water uh, with every step he takes. He runs to the altar, vaults onto it, and leaps 30 he, feet into the do air. I, and, and, do I get an attack of opportunity? Since I'm uh, you do, because he's trying to run past you, and you know where he's at. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> oh, natural 20! <laughs> Suck it! <laughs> oh, I get it, Nick. Wow. All right. Um, I hit him with a melee weapon attack, so I can. I'm going to attempt to stunning strike him, if that's okay. Uh, it is okay. Alright, so... Doo, 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 doo. I'm just gonna, like, whip out my comma and just wham! So that was natural 20, which is gonna be... Uh, oh, forget, what are your crit rolls? Crit damage rolls? Um, we'll use your crit damage rolls. That is your full damage plus roll damage. Okay. Sorry, is that a full die plus, or do you roll two? Full die plus a rolled die. So you okay. get max and then roll. You get your maximum damage, and then you roll your damage and add that. Nine damage. Yeah, and then he's going to need to make a constitution saving throw DC 14. Okay. <clears throat> he makes a con save. Dang it. Okay. And uh, yeah. you know, you, he takes the nine damage like a trooper. I'm sure he does. Uh, and vaults for brawn. He's not going to make it this turn. Yay! Ooh. Fly up higher. He goes to vault off of the altar, and his foot crushes the far corner of it, snapping it off clean. Buzz wings. Buzz like you've never buzzed before. Uh, Chio. <laughs> um, I am going to cast Darkness in the space between the Inevitable and Bronze, so he can't see Bronze. I would like to have it be like um, a canopy below him. Okay. So that he'll have, hopefully have disadvantage when he tries to get him. That's pretty wise. Okay, you do so. And um, that would be my action. So both... Give me an arcana roll to manipulate the spell in that fashion. Twelve? Uh, yeah, that'll do. Okay, thank you. And then my bonus action. Was patient defense bonus action? I feel like it was. Yes. Okay, then yeah, patient defense. Okay. Enzo. I have to give me climbing or strength or something. You want me to make an athletics check or an acrobatics check? Here uh, you know what? Your choice. Oh, well, I'm clearly acrobatics. I'm proficient in both, but 18. You flip yourself back up onto the ground, for want of a better term. Okay, great. Tails tend to help with this kind of thing. Uh, so is that my action, then? That, that's your action. Okay, but I still have movement speed and a bonus action, huh? Yes, you do. Well, then I'm just going to move as close to this guy as I can with my 45 feet of movement speed and hang out. You can get up to him. Oh, I can actually get up to him? Yeah. Uh, if you're, okay. it's, it's 50 feet across over to him, but, you know, minus the width of the altar, and he's stumbling around a little bit. So, yeah, yeah I can get up within five feet. I don't know that I can actually do anything with just a bonus action. You can use, uh, I think you can use 
Patient defense, step of the wind, flurry of blows. Yeah, but flurry of blows is after you take the attack action. That's so. true, but you might be able to use step of the wind because I, mean, I can't remember exactly what that does, though. It sounds like it might be you. You yeah, get to take disengage or dash as a bonus action. And it doubles and your jump. Doubled. Oh, okay. It's not. Uh, okay. Yeah, um, I, I don't think he's going to do anything to me, so I'm just going to hang out. I'm just going to hang out and watch. Get ready for an attack. Okay, fair enough. Wrong. I am going to go 40 feet higher. Uh, you are going to go 20 feet, actually 10 feet higher, and bump your head on the 50-foot dome barrier. Good luck reaching me all the... <laughs> uh, D4 for clocking your head on an invisible force barrier. Uh, four points. <laughs> there's, a, there's a doink. Um, no, no chance you are going to drop Dela, but uh, yeah, you are you are there, <laughs> kind of plastered up against the yeah. There's a roof. <laughs> Many low doorways where I'm from. This is a sensation I am well accustomed to. <laughs> like ah, uh-huh. bump on the head. I've missed you. <laughs> Feels like home, and I'm going to continue my patient defense up there. Okay. I'm also going to tuck myself upward so that Dela is sandwiched protectively between the dome and my body. Nice. Nice Good done. luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of round two. End of round three. Um, she, uh, he straightens up. He nods. Excellent strategy. And casts whole person on Braun. Oh, uh, no. Uh, that would be a wisdom uh, 16. Does he have to be able to see him? He does not. Oh, darn. I was going to say, to kind of pull a darkness sheet there. But... Actually, you know what he does? It's a human you can see. Got you, fam. He can. <laughs> Pro strats right here. If he can make a perception save, say, 16 at uh, disadvantage, he cannot. So he prepares to do that and... Huh. Go ahead to abort his action because... So, Chio. Um, I'm going to turn to Enzo and be like, you need to stun him. I'm going to provide backup. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to hold my action to... If, um, if Dela becomes endangered, then I would like to shadow step to her and then slow fall... 60 or the 50 feet, which is well within my my movement speed, to the ground safely and then take bonus action like patient defense. Okay, so you you have a held action and I know exactly what it is. Yep. Enzo! No pressure. (laughs) It's my time. This is going to be the third step on my path to greatness. (laughs) (laughs) Then a woman's touch. (laughs) Touching a robot. Punch that robot. Pass to glory. He thought he was Iron Man, but he turned out to be Thanos. Because, you know, he's a robot. Iron Thanos. Thanos Man. Well, then what we're going to do is we're going to attempt the classic Shoryuken uppercut, uh, stunning uppercut strike to the jaw. Yeah. 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 Sock em. I, I'm, I'm going for a rock and sock em robots type vibe. See, so you can get the, get the head, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, unarmed strike. Well, wait. 
Oh, no. 24. That will actually hit. Woo! Yes! Woot, woot. Armor class 22. Yeah. I rolled a 17 on that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're um, screwed. <laughs> okay, we just keep busy for a minute. So the stunning strike. So 14. He makes that. Okay. He made mine, too. You get the feeling he's good at that from the way he just looks at you after you hit him. But you give me the damage, too. I want to make a deal here, Uh I'm listening. So... Why don't I roll this damage here? Okay. And I'm thinking of something similar to bronze workout technique here. Just because of the extra oomph here, because of the flavor going for rock and sock and robots here. <laughs> that if I subtract the damage from his constitution roll, I take the damage instead as my the bones of my fist meet metal. But he gets to subtract the damage from his con roll to see if he doesn't save. Okay, so let me let me let me get this straight. You're gonna roll damage and subtract it from his con save. Uh-huh. And take it in damage yourself. Correct. I'll take that. Okay. That's just my 1d4 plus my dex bonus. So seven. You took him from a plus nine to a plus two. I'll re-roll that. He only made a 12. He is stunned. Woo! Yes. Good job! So yeah, that's gonna hurt. Yeah, get it. Hurt, hurt me. I yes. know, but still, you you stunned him and that's what matters. Uh, he is stunned this turn. His next action is gone. You know it. He's but stunned. my fist is also, like, probably... Yeah, you're gonna be at disadvantage to attack with that hand again. What's that? You're going to be at disadvantage to attack with that hand again. Uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't use my dominant hand for that. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, spend the rest of my turn sucking on my fingers. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have a duration on Stunning Strike? Oh, it lasts the end of his next turn. Got it. So, while, uh, Enzo is, uh, nursing his badly damaged hand, Ron! <laughs> well, still... Up against the ceiling, plastered up to it like a starfish. <laughs> I realize that he may have uh, heard the contact that my forehead made. Oh, yeah. Yes, possibly. So I am going to shift myself about five feet over in one direction and stick myself there. Give me a stealth roll. Okay. At disadvantage because it's a giant dome and there's no cover. Because I'm already so good at this. Yes. Okay. That is going to be... Uh, Eleven. You feel like you're invisible. <laughs> oh. I don't feel invisible. I know I am. <laughs> that was round three. God. <laughs> There's ten of these? Seven yeah. more? <laughs> well, he doesn't get to move this next one. He does not. <laughs> round four. Geo. Uh, you up. Oh. He, is, he is standing there... Weaving a little bit. There's an extra ticking sound going on. He's not... He, he appears to have lost the capacity for self-motivation at the moment. It seems like the proper time for open-heart surgery. So I'm going to go over there, <laughs> and I'm going to see what cog I can remove to create more problems for him. 
Always like to roll to do that. I personally would love to roll dexterity because I feel like this is a very precise type of thing. It is going to be very difficult because he's complex and kind of built not to be tampered with, but you can absolutely give it a try. I'm going to try. Which my dice do I feel like me the most? Okay, 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 okay. Uh, that's a 17? One one short of what you needed, unfortunately, uh, but not too low to avoid getting your finger inside. Um, let me con save. Ooh, that's nice. That's, that's pretty good. That's a dirty 20. Uh, so you take no damage. Your finger's just stuck in it. Yeah, as soon as I see... No, well, run with you. You can't run if you're... Not your hands. Please, not your hands. <laughs> I don't have other instruments. I don't have thieves tools. I'm not a rogue. <laughs> I like being a rogue. <laughs> you just jam your finger in the middle of a bunch of really complicated cogs. And, Whoa, I mean, I was going like... to... Yeah, you're, you're trying to, but you, you, you got in there, you got in, you found the delicate spots, and they kind of aren't letting oh, you go. Oh, actually, I just realized I have darts. Could I have used a dart to try and just, like, stop or something? Or... Uh, you kind of already in there. Okay. Yeah. So, um... In there so, thinking, I should have used a dart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See, your darts should be butterfly-shaped shurikens, though. That's true. They probably are. No, like, no. Imagine that getting caught up in there. That's even worse. Next For a turn. rogue or a tinker or something, that would have been amazing, but... Uh, Alas, I am a monk. <laughs> if only you had a janitor's keychain. What? Oh, yeah. So, so Enzo, uh, CC Chio go up and uh, stick her finger deep into this thing's armpit <laughs> hole over on the left side where he's kind of open... And and your hand doesn't seem to be coming out. Oh no. <laughs> oh shoot. Okay. Um, Stand up again. <laughs> so so I, I come up and just ask, what's going on? What's happening? What's what's wrong? I appear to have made a grievous error. <laughs> okay, what's going on? What can I do? Stun him again, please. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. I, my trinket that I rolled is a small necklace with a dragon's talon on it. Uh huh. I'm going to pull that off and just try and jam it into the spot where her hand is in an attempt to jam those mechanisms. I'm happy about this. <laughs> uh, give me a non-proficient hit or two-hit roll. Okay, so uh, what stat do you want me to use for this? So since this is a melee weapon... Uh, that'll be strength. I'm just using strength. Strength. Um, a roll under nine is going to just miss. A okay. roll around 22 is going to hit, a roll between 9 and 22, and we will discuss the consequences. It's gonna hit me. Okay, I'm not gonna be able to roll a 22 with a strength check like that, but... Um, you roll 20. Go anyway. Oh, I rolled really well, though. It's an 18. <gasps> Chio, what's your armor class? 17. Ooh, ow. Um... Uh, would you, uh, Enzo, would you roll a d4, uh, as you pin Chio's hand to the mechanisms? <laughs> in... Oh, Lordy. <laughs> this is a three. Okay, uh, three points of damage to, uh, right. to Chio. Right, Um, now, the, the, the good news is that I imagine you just yanked the doctor's neck and did the jab. Um, the chain is being picked up by the cogs, because they are still moving. 
which is, you know, bad for it and Chio, but mostly we'll see. Um, it's a it's a thing. Uh, Heavens. Um, okay, Braun. Very <clears throat> well. Still on the ceiling. Sorry, master. Still in my current location. Yes. I'm going to think that my deception can go further. I'm going to reach my arm out as far as I can. Just... <laughs> Give me a slide of hand. <laughs> oh, no. That wasn't, that's not a disadvantage or anything, right? Okay. Uh, no, it's not. Okay. It's, that's straight... Did you roll at a disadvantage? I, I rolled two dice, like, ha! <laughs> okay, so that is going to be a grand total of seven. You are brilliant. You you do that and it doesn't attack you. So affirmation is the first step to success. Obviously doing something right. Meanwhile, fifty feet away, it unstuns. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Oh no! I appear to have stepped in an indescribably horrible liquid. Goodness, Braun! I can't tell how many dimensions that liquid has. And the odor! How on earth can you hope to get that off your boots, Braun? I don't think it can even be fully perceived by a three-dimensional mind. This is terrible! My mind has almost three dimensions! My vague concepts of geometry are no match for this fetid icker. And these are my favorite boots! Have no fear, brave Brawn. Though the staining liquid is squamous and horrific, it has no chance against the eldritch might of opera soap. Of course. Opera soap. That's brilliant, Chio. The dolphin-safe borax of opera soap can cleave through any stain, no matter how many dimensions it has. Thank you, opera soap. Yes, opera soap. Whether the stain is draconian, Machiavellian, or even Lovecraftian, Opera Soap is formulated to conquer any and all dimensions it comes in contact with. Now available in a convenient, squamous, and horrific liquid form. Thank you for listening. If you like this and want more, you can find us at thelairaction.com. <laughs>